Today is Report Card Pickup. Welcome to the Classroom Brew Podcast. Can't wait for Report Card Pickup. Parents aren't gonna come. And even though no one's gonna come, we're gonna be there all day. Hey, intro music is ending. Why is he talking during the music? I don't know. Episode 61. Welcome back to Classroom Brew. This is episode 61. Sorry, just messing around. I also did that thing with, um, you know, in your beer bottle, it, it fizzes up and it spills over out the top. Did that right next to my mixer. Great. Saved it. Still working. Is it? Yeah. So, Classroom Brew is the podcast that is going to sound a lot like you're at a bar with your buddies that work in a school. Or better yet, or better phrased, Ryan, would be buddies that are teachers at a bar. But this is uh, the the day of report card pickup, Thursday. So plenty of schools in the Chicago area will be doing a day where teachers sit in a room, <laughs> probably the lunchroom, from about 12 in the afternoon until about 6 at night. So we don't have to report uh, until 12 o'clock, which is great because I can sleep in. And uh, that first hour from 12 to 1, I believe, is our lunch. So that's cool. I've talked about it before. I've had two already. Since I've started this podcast, this will be my third, and I got to tell you, my aspirations are pretty low. I'll be sure to have a football helmet and some sort of baseball equipment to recruit for but football, football, football and face, oh, <laughs> football and baseball. There we go. As well as strength and conditioning, the offseason program. So three things that I'm coaching, three things I'm going to try to push, and then of course I'll talk to kids about uh, the different opportunities that each one of those has, as well as my experiential learning class that I'm hoping to have. There's there's two of us in the building that are teaching this experiential learning class. I don't want to say the name because school is anonymous right now, uh, but I'm hoping that I can have him on and we can chat a little bit about it. So I'm sure I'll be answering plenty of questions when kids' parents are saying like, hey, why is my kid going on field trips at least once a month for this class? What are they actually learning? So I'm excited to talk about that. And you know what? We're not going to edit for time, so I guess we're doing this one live again. So you're going to get moments like fuffball or whatever I said, boof, buff, whatever the hell I was saying. Doing it live. We'll do it live! Fuck it! All right, and there's also this guy, Mr. Riley, the music teacher, you probably heard about. So going along with this preparation for report card pickup, uh, this seems like a good place to start, right? So uh, this music teacher, Mr. Riley... Uh, was seen on video in his classroom taking some swings at this kid. Now, don't get me wrong. Not condoning violence against a student, youth, anyone else, no violence. Got it. But it made me kind of think about this. Like, okay, just because someone is a student doesn't mean they're not an asshole. But I got to say, given the context that we don't know just based on this video, and it's not pretty, like, you can see it, it's really not pretty, uh, Apparently, this kid was, like, spouting off racial slurs, and he had his moment to shine, his moment of power. So, I guess, I don't know. My thing is really, even though I'm not condoning violence, the, the context looks really bad. Because this teacher is so frustrated, like, it probably took a lot for him to get to this point. As bad as it is that he got to that point, it probably took a lot. And really, when you think about it, this kid likely knows that there isn't going to be any consequence. Now, gr- granted, he did get one, clearly, but... My guess is that 
My guess is that this kid didn't think there's going to be any consequence. He probably has some, maybe he has a history of doing this with other students, with staff, and there hasn't been any consequence. And a lot of times these consequences don't always solve the problem. Like if it's a minor suspension or a detention, something like that, it doesn't always solve the problem. So really, even though this is not the right move by this guy, and there's a GoFundMe that I think is raised up to like, I don't know, $100,000 at this point. Uh, this was roughly a few days ago, a week ago, something like that. By the time this episode comes out, it'll be later, but I'll have to post like an update on how much the GoFundMe has made. But it's really highlighting the issue that, you know, he's frustrated for a reason. There's a process that's failing teachers for a reason. Maybe there has to be some sort of a change so that there is more power and you don't have that kid that is potentially just being an asshole. So that blow-ups like this don't really happen again. That's just me. So along with that, with uh, Mr. Riley, and by the way, if you want to check that out, I'm recording this with video alongside it. So you can check out um, the video clip. Classroom Brew is the handle for Instagram, Twitter, um, facebook.com slash classroombrew. You can check out this on video as well. But going back to you know, parent-teacher conferences, and there's this idea behind relationships between, you know, the parents and teachers, and you want to make sure that you're communicating, and it's a lot harder than you'd think. I mean, it's not just, let's do this on report card pickup. It's impossible to get a hold of parents sometimes, because phone numbers are not really connected. So, you know, when I think about what I'm going to say to these parents sometimes, you always start with the positive. I've said that a thousand times. That's nothing new. I'm not the one that created that. But it's so tempting sometimes to just, let, let's let's just role play here for a little bit. Hi, Mr. F. How you doing? Hi. How are you? Who are you the, uh, the parent of? They say, uh, yeah, I'm uh, Tom Jones's uh, mother. Oh, it's very nice to meet you, Miss Jones. So I have Timmy. For, I have Tom for uh, U.S. history and uh, class uh, in experiential learning. I think he's a real nice kid. Uh, but uh, do you have any questions for me? So I see that my my son has a uh, an F in your class, and yeah, I mean, Miss Jones, I got to tell you, he he's not really doing a whole lot of work in the class. Uh, I've had to take his phone away a few times. It, it's really become a, a problem. Oh, well, he, he never does that at home. It's never a, a problem. He hasn't mentioned that he's he's been problematic at school. He's always been a good student. Well, Miss Jones, I to put it bluntly, I, I just have to say, your son's a pain in the ass. Who the fuck do you think you're talking to? <laughs> See, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> so stupid. Uh, okay. Now, I'd love in a perfect world to just be blunt with these parents or, you know, guardians, whoever it is, because a lot of the time there is this enabling behavior from the parents. There's a reason why some kids think it's okay to, you know, spout off racial slurs to their music teacher or to cuss out their teacher. A teacher as an authority figure is no longer taken as seriously by some of these kids. Now, most, sure, but not all. But I guess my main takeaway, especially this year, is that even though, you know, Mr. Riley was facing all of that, at the end of the day, he still has to take a step back and realize, all right, this really isn't about me, unfortunately. 
Again, I'm not condoning this kid saying the N-word or whatever else he was doing, his spast behavior, just like I'm not condoning Mr. Riley's violence after the fact. And if you watch the video, it's about three or four minutes going back and forth, and he continues to go after this kid, so he was really irate with him. Now, me personally, or if you ask any teacher, I'm sure they would tell you that if you get into some sort of an argument with a student or you allow them to make you angry like that, they've already won. Your power is gone. So yes, Mr. Riley needs some sort of support. Every teacher needs some sort of support, I should say, so that things like this don't happen, so that kids don't have this mentality of, oh, well, they can't do anything, so I'm going to do whatever the fuck I want. That's got to go away. But you have to take a step back, and I always just think, you know what? This isn't about me. might be. You never know. They might hate my fucking guts. It's possible. But it's nice to take a step back and say, hey, this kid's being a real pain in the ass. This is inside your head, of course. But that's okay. Most kids don't like education. They don't like having to go to school in the morning, early morning, and work through an entire day just like a work week. They don't want to. It's not a new phenomena. It's just that now, because there's different rules and regulations for teachers, you're seeing a little bit more, oh, and the internet too. I'm sure this has been going on longer than you know the past 10 years. But the awareness of mistreatment and disrespect for teachers is more prominent because we just see more of it. Thank you, Internet. In my building, it's really kind of a, a sign of you know power, and it's you know a nice positive reinforcement for some kids when they get you know like laughs or cheers or whatever it is. But really, I just kind of shake it off at that moment. Now, going back to parent-teacher conferences, I would love to just be upfront and be like, your son or daughter is a pain in the ass. They don't do any work. They're very disrespectful. If they get redirected for something they know they shouldn't be doing, they become even more disrespectful. So I would love to know what you are going to do as the parent. And most of the time it's, oh, well, yeah, you know, I know that's an issue or I know that's an issue. Or sometimes they'll even say, wow, I've never, you know, he's never done that or she's never done that at home, which I get. Now, I'm not doing saying any of this, saying and doing any of this, whatever you want to call it, to get down on parents. I'm just saying I would love for a little bit more transparency or accountability from the home, from the school, from administration, from teachers when they are inconsistent. So example, if I'd say, yep, phone's mine when they're on it. You're doing too much, Mr. F. My other teachers don't take my phones. That's great, but whose classroom are you in? So anyways, sorry, I know I'm getting a little bit on a rant right here. Um, I guess I'm a little flustered from the... uh, the uh, Shoreview, Lemon Shandy, uh, almost spilling over and destroying my mixer and putting this podcast on hold, but it didn't. So it's all good. Now, as I worried, yes, but it's all good. It's all good. Uh, The other thing that I've noticed lately, and I'm so excited to talk to parents about this, is that I've heard a number of students complain about other teachers and about me that teachers talk too much. What the fuck? You as the student, who are you learning from? The teachers, so they should be talking. Eh? Essentially, let's, let's break it down. Our class periods are approximately 47 minutes. That's five days a week. That's uh, 235 minutes. So, 
Unless you're a teacher that just gives packets and sits down, you're gonna be talking for at least five to seven. So I love when when students, rather, when they say that. But then I also hear the same complaint of, oh, that teacher doesn't teach us anything. We don't learn anything from them. They just sit down and give us work to do. So do you want work to do or do you want us to shut up? I'm so confused. That's just a little bit of the, the hypocrisy. Now, again, just like with being a pain in the ass, kids aren't supposed to like school. They're not supposed to want to learn. They're not supposed to be happy with their teachers. Some of them are. I have a lot of awesome students that I love working with on a day-to-day basis. And then some that, I'll be honest, if they are absent that day, which they never are, my day is just a little bit easier. My lessons are just consumed a little bit easier and students are learning more because I'm not splitting my attention between behavior, behavior management, making sure this kid doesn't destroy my room and get others off task and he stays on task or she, versus the actual academic work that I'm trying to foster. Now, my job most of the time is to sell every single kid in the room. Well, not every single kid. Some kids are there to learn. They're sitting front row, ready to go. They're, you know, leaning forward. They have a pen and paper ready for whatever I'm going to say. And that's, that's great. But most of the time, I've got to be like a salesman. Now, the problem I'm kind of running into lately is for some kids this year, and I don't know what's in the water at my school, I'm running out of sales pitches that work for, for the individual lesson. So one thing that I've really been trying to do, knowing that I've had to shake off a lot of disrespect over the past two years, and I've got kids that are trying to like derail a lesson or they're trying to undermine me, whatever, because I don't want to get into that power struggle and nobody wants a situation like uh, that, the California teacher, um, Mr. Riley, I've started to reinvest in my own self-care. So I went to a Planet Fitness because it was the only thing around and I didn't like it. There, wasn't really free, there weren't really free weights. Uh, there wasn't a lot of variety because it's a small box gym and they don't want... Uh, they call it like gym intimidation. You know, you guys have seen the commercials. I'm not going to do a pitch for Planet Fitness right here. But I switched. Um, I went there for about a year off and on, and I was mostly using the weight room at the school that I work at, so the weight room that I also coach in, to kind of supplement. Like, okay, I don't have free weights at my real gym, so let me just do this here every so often during the week. But to make sure I have that separation and that self-care and I can kind of de-stress at the end of the day or the end of the week, I shifted to a big box gym. It's, it's LA Fitness, and I love it. Now, one thing that comes along with a bigger gym is that, there, yes, there's more machines and you know free weight sections and variety, and I love it. But the locker room, oh my God. On more than one occasion in just a couple weeks, I have turned to my left or my right and gone, ah! This is something that I'm sure a lot of people have talked about. I'm sure like every stand-up has talked about it at least once with the, the level of people that are just walking around all hanging out in the, in the locker room. And it's just, it's an adjustment period. I didn't really have a locker room where that was a problem at the last three gyms that I've gone to, but uh, we're, we're kind of adjusting to it. So shout out to you, personal boundaries. And, I, and now that I think about it too, with like the whole, like just because a kid is a student doesn't mean that they're not an asshole. Really think about it. Every asshole started off in school. That's where they were honing their craft, right? And so really, let's say you've got like five to 15 kids, you know, per year out of, in a high school, I'm assuming. 
So you've got about 150 kids and five to 15 of them. Statistically, that's pretty good, actually. I feel like most people in the world, it's about 50-50 for who's like a nice person and who's a jerk. So if it's only five to 15, really, mathematically, you're doing pretty good. Even the best hitters in Major League Baseball are only hitting about 30%, whatever it is. So, hey, if if you only have 10% of your kids or less that are complete assholes by the time they're done or they act like it in school, you're doing pretty good. It's probably a good time to mention that I really like my job and what I'm doing, and I also like kids and teenagers, so this is really just to talk about the the uh, small assortment of children that are not as courteous. Again, I like working with kids. I'm not trying to make it sound like they are all assholes. But anyway, that's about all I've got. Um, if you could, make sure whatever app you are in right now, rate the show, write a quick review for people that don't know about it, and of course, spread the word. I'd love to see the show continue to trend upward. We had a really good month in, what was it, October? I want November, December, January, February, and so on to just keep trending up. Previous episodes are available anywhere you listen to your favorite podcasts, as well as this episode, of course, if you're listening to it. Duh. Video clips go up every so often just to highlight the show, but if you would like more of those video clips, then head on over to patreon.com slash classroombrew. My ultimate goal is full-length video podcasts, so that's patreon.com slash classroombrew. P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash classroom brew. Check out hashtag teacher pods where you can listen to other great teacher podcasts all around the country, some around the world too. I would highly recommend the Lazy Teacher Podcast with my buddy Brian, of course. I've been on a recent trend of listening to the Teacher's Lounge with Mrs. G. She's got uh, some new intro music too, which has been really nice. I love it when shows kind of change things up and evolve. Case in point, you never know what intro I'm going to use because I keep changing the damn thing. You're welcome or I'm sorry, I'm not entirely sure. So coming up, uh, I've got a few returning guests I'm hoping to have on. Mary, who you may remember from Smells Like Teen Spirit, and one other. Mary is my department head, so I'm happy to have her on pretty soon. That should be a lot of fun. Don't hit your teachers. Don't disrespect them. Don't hit your students. Also respect them. Subscribe, rate, and review, all that good stuff. And until next week, class dismissed. Teacher conferences, this doesn't even rhyme. Not a good jingle, but getting ready for a parent teacher of our card pickup.